Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020. I am here in Lisbon, having a pretty lazy day, but I thought I'd be a little productive and go do my podcast. So here I am, and there you are listening. The last time you guys heard from me, I was in Porto, Portugal with my friends Maggie and Fran, who I was exploring the city with. Well, on Wednesday, Maggie and I, we left Porto to go down to Lisbon together. It was a little sad we left Fran. I think it was more sad for Maggie because she's been with him for quite a while now and they've really made a strong connection together. And, uh, well, it was sad for me as well. I've really got along so well with Fran the past couple days. But I feel quite strongly that we'll see each other again in the future. If I ever go to Madrid, he's said that I'm welcome to um, get a free tour around the city from him and, uh, I don't know, maybe a place to stay. (laughs) Maybe that's being optimistic, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, so Maggie and I, we caught a bus on Wednesday morning back to Lisbon. It was supposed to be about a four-hour bus ride, but at... About hour three, some flashing blue lights pulled over the bus. Pretty quickly, the police, or the Guardia Nacional, came aboard the bus to check that everyone was wearing their masks properly. It was not a very crowded bus, maybe around 20 or 25 people on it, perhaps even less, but there was one woman who was not wearing her mask properly. She had the mask on, but it was not covering her nose whatsoever. So we got stopped for one and a half hours while they issued her a ticket. It was brutal waiting there. It seems like one person always ruins it for everyone. But after an hour and a half, we're finally allowed to continue on to Lisbon. Elicio, who was, uh, well, I was going to meet him, he was getting pretty hungry, so him and his friend Saskia, our friend Saskia, went out for dinner, and uh, once I arrived, I caught an Uber with Maggie, and uh, Maggie continued to a hostel while I met Elicio and Saskia for dinner. It was very nice chatting with them, but it was a little strange being out of the uh, Camino vibe. Um, I, I think Elicio understood what I meant uh, when I was trying to tell him about my experience, but um, Saskia didn't seem to quite fully um, connect with what I was saying, which was a little strange because I'd been around people on the Camino for a month and a half now. But we still had a very nice dinner. I was starving after the bus ride. And then Elicio and I went back and I had a very nice uh, night's, night's sleep on his couch. On Thursday morning, Zed and Elicio, they go out for a walk together every morning. And when I was here last, I didn't go out on a morning walk with them a single time. But I was really itching to go for a walk. So I joined them. Afterwards, I'd planned to meet up with Maggie and Marco uh, by the train station downtown. So I headed over there and met up with them, and I wanted to introduce Maggie to a pasté de nata, my very favorite uh, pastry here in Portugal. There's this particular place out in the in Belém, uh, part of the city, 
where they have the most fantastic Peshte Danathas. So Marco, Maggie, and I, we started heading towards the area of Belem. I had the idea that it would be kind of fun to rent electric scooters. They're very inexpensive, just uh, 10 cents a minute or something. So we each got a scooter and we raced over under the bridge towards the part of Belem where we wanted to uh, get these pastries. It only cost us, I think, about five or six euros each to use these electric scooter scooters for 15 minutes or so, but we had a, a very good time and got some great photos of each other. After we had our Pashte Danata, Marco, he had to leave because he's pretty busy meeting up with all of his friends here in Lisbon and he only had a bit of time available to see us. But Maggie and I continued walking towards the Tour de Belém, a little further along, uh, you know, past Lisbon in the, the district called Belém. And uh, when we reached there, we stopped and we watched the sunset together. It was really, really nice chatting with her. And uh, as we were sitting there, a violinist came up and started playing violin, and a trumpeter started playing the trumpet. Um, I mean, I wouldn't call it romantic or something, but it was definitely a very nice moment. Uh, particularly because that was actually the last time that I saw Maggie. Um, we walked back together and uh, grabbed a beer in the LX factory, uh, another kind of cool, hip area that used to be the commercial district. Or not the commercial district, kind of the uh, trades district. But it was a little sad because both me and Maggie, we didn't really realize that it would be the last time we saw each other. But it was a fantastic last evening to spend in each other's company and uh, we're very much looking forward to seeing each other again sometime in the future. She might be flying to either Sri Lanka or Nepal soon. So uh, if I make it to Sri Lanka or Nepal, then maybe I'll see her there. Or if not, she's from Argentina, so I have a room to stay at in Argentina. But uh, yeah, after we separated, I walked back and stopped at the Asian food market for some pad thai. Uh, that day, I started to write about my experience on the Camino. I've been having such a special experience the past month and a half that I thought, well, not many people have had uh, the experience of walking the Camino, let alone during a global pandemic. So I thought it would be good for me to write about my experience while it's still fr so fresh in my mind. It's been, I think, six days now since I started writing, and so far I've written about a thousand words every day. I'm very proud of myself that I've kept it up, but I'm not setting in ex any expectations of uh, for myself and what I'm writing. I'm just kind of... Uh, putting out my ideas and writing down what happened so that uh, someday in the future I can look back on it fondly and remember all of the little moments that I would otherwise forget. On Friday, I had quite a relaxed day with Elisio. The only thing we did was go shopping, uh, grocery shopping, because on the weekend, all of Portugal has been put on lockdown after 1 p.m. So we loaded up on snacks and junk food and uh, whatever else we could get, and then 
just hung out at the apartments. It was very nice to do nothing for a while, but I was starting to get kind of restless, I guess. And uh, I was invited to go out for dinner at a friend Sassy's place. Uh, she's from Sri Lanka, and uh, her and Saskia made me vegan food, uh, kind of curry uh, with broccoli and garlic. And yeah, it was a very nice experience. But again, I kind of had uh, the experience of not fully being able to convey my experience of the Camino with them. Uh, I do think that the Camino is just something that you have to experience yourself. Uh, like so many other things in life, it can't really be properly conveyed in words. But still, a very, very enjoyable evening. On Saturday and Sunday, Elisio and I were locked in all day. Uh, well, we went out for breakfast in the morning on Saturday, and then in the afternoon I watched a movie for the first time in over a month, uh, The Two Popes, which was uh, very enjoyable. But again on Saturday I was feeling very kind of cooped up and locked in. So on Sunday morning I organized to go and meet Marco for uh, well for breakfast because everything closed at 1. I arrived and uh, half an hour passed and then one hour passed uh, and Marco in the end was one and a half hours late because his friend was asleep. Uh, he's staying at a friend's right now and uh, all of his keys and wallet and shoes were locked in his friend's room. So I was a little bit annoyed with Marco, but, but not so annoyed that it, it ruined my day or anything. And when he did arrive, we had a very, very enjoyable time together. We stayed out right till one when we were kicked out of the restaurant, and that was my final goodbye to Marco as well. He flew back on Monday morning to Italy, and all right, maybe Nice in France, but he had to leave Lisbon at the very least. So that was the last time that I'll see Marco for quite a while. But like with Salvatore, Fran, Maggie, and so many of the other people that I met on this journey, I'm positive that I'll see Marco again soon. Like I've said, all weekend I was feeling very locked in and cooped up. I mean, quite used to the freedom of being able to walk around and uh, do whatever I want for the past couple weeks or months or, well, my whole life really. And so being forced to stay inside was kind of getting on my nerves. And on Monday I decided that I wanted to do something on my, uh, my list of things to do in Lisbon before I left. Uh, for now at least. And one of the things that I've been really wanting to do while I'm still here is go to Cabo de Roca. It's one of the three ends of the world along with Finisterra and Sagres. So I've been to both Sagres and Finisterra, two of the three, but I had not been to Cabo de Roca. I was planning to take a train and a bus to get out there, but Elisio wanted to join me uh, with the car, which I was very pleased to have. Uh, I mean, his company, not the car, although the car was nice as well. But so we loaded up Zen in the car on Monday morning, and we headed off towards the westernmost point of Portugal. 
well, of Europe, actually. I looked at a map, and Cabadaroca is even more west than Ireland. But we had a very, very enjoyable time there. We started by going to the lighthouse and kind of checking that out. And then we went for a very nice walk down the cliffs to a little beach. Uh, there were some people sunbathing naked there. Um, and so we found our own quiet spots to have a picnic and enjoy a lunch. But yes, very, very enjoyable day out there. It felt like uh, a full day again, which I, I'd been missing for the past, uh, you know, couple days. I, I guess I need to get used to not having a super eventful day every single day. I need to get used to a slower pace of life. But it's it was still nice to have a busy day. On our way back, we stopped at Dilma's house, and we went out for dinner together with her. Uh, Zen seemed very excited to see Dilma. Uh, he's uh, very, very fond of her. But we all went out for Mexican food together. Uh, delicious dinner, but uh, not much to say about it. <laughs> it was very nice to see Dilma. I missed her a lot over the past couple weeks. And then to have Elicio there as well was a wonderful addition. Um, we had to leave Zen back at Dilma's house and he was not very impressed with us leaving him alone. But uh, that's the life of a dog. Sometimes you just gotta be on your own. I guess that's the life of everyone, actually. Sometimes you just need to be alone. And now, today it is Tuesday. Uh, again, I've had kind of a slow day, but I've done more writing this morning. And now I'm here recording my podcast episode. Excuse me for kind of rushing through this episode. It hasn't felt like a particularly interesting week for me, although that it's more interesting than any week that I've had in the past five years, uh, or seven years, really, sitting in my room studying engineering. But, I, I yeah, like I said, I guess having a slow week is sometimes good. That's life. It's not always super exciting, but you just have to enjoy it while it is exciting. And I guess also enjoy it when it's not so exciting and make the most of every moment. And so I've been doing. I think I'm going to go watch some Netflix now. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, before you leave, uh, while I was walking on the Camino, I learned a song called St. James Infirmary, and I actually recorded myself singing it while I was walking one day. So if you're interested in listening, I'll put it at the end of this episode now, because I need to fill up some time on the episode, and I'm not really feeling like recording. So enjoy my beautiful singing. And have a wonderful day, evening, night, or afternoon, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Well, I went down to St. James Infirmary and I saw my baby there. She was laid out on that long white table. So sweet, so cold, so fair. Well, I went up to see the doctor. She's feeling very low, he said. Well, I went back to see my baby. And good God, she was lying there dead. So let her go, let her go. God bless her soul. Wherever she may be. She may search this whole wide world over. And never find a motherfucker like me. Well, I went down to old Joe's ballroom on the corner down by the square. They were serving drinks as usual, and all the usual folks were there. Well, to my left stood old Joe McKennedy. His eyes were bloodshot and red. And he turned to the crowd in front of him. And these were the words that he said. He said, let her go, let her go. God bless her soul, wherever she may be. She may search this whole wide world over and never find a motherfucker like me. Dum 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 Put a $20 gold piece on my watch chain So the devil knows I died standing pat Six gamblers to carry my coffin With chorus girls to sing me a song Put a jazz band on the horse wagon To raise hell as we roll along so bring out the rubber tight carriage. Go ahead, bring out the pony and drive. Twelve men go down to the graveyard. Only eleven of them come back alive. So let her go, let her go. God bless her soul, wherever she may be. She may search this whole wide world over Never find a motherfucker like me
So now they've heard my story. Well, let's buy another round of booze. And if anyone should ever ask you, I got the St. James Infirmary Blues.